Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot Feed. My name is Raheem Cox. I'm I'm a professional writer slash podcaster. You can find my books and podcasts via my website, www.rootforcepublications.com. As a part of this bi-weekly episode, I will be discussing topics such as the post-pandemic effect, problematic executions, a multi-generational workplace, and that Congress must help renters and more. Not to keep you waiting, let's jump straight into it. Coronavirus was a devastating virus that now in recovery stage has changed life around for every American regardless of age. The post-pandemic effect dived into and changed an enormous hold on American citizens, changing how those not only worked, but lived. A lot of these pressures have been increased, decreased, and leveled out up until present times, like the development of a cashless society, increase in remote work, and the decline of brick-and-mortar retail. Experts say a lot of these changes will be a new normal, an effect similar to the to that of the Great Depression that will be evident for decades to come. These times are especially difficult for those growing into adulthood and finding their place in the world. It's causing a society known for unpredictability and also uncontrollability. While people are entering a stage in their lives where they are figuring out what what's important important to them, the struggle to cope is difficult. Mental health, in deeper retrospect, is an area in which new members to this diagnosed community are spoiling up heavily. Some three-quarters of high school students in the year 2021 experienced at least one adverse childhood experience, such such as physical abuse, emotional abuse, food insecurity, or the loss of a parent's job. Even in states where mental health access is granted strongly, one in three young people go without treatment. For girls, mental health numbers are staggering. Rates of depression in girls rose from 11.4% to 23.4% from 2009 to 2019, more than triple the rise seen in boys. The summary of this all, government aid cannot provide security all by itself. Get out yourself in shaping your, your country, for the effects of the coronavirus will be here for years to come. That's it for this segment. Next up is problematic executions. Let's get to it. This segment was not meant to force you to oppose of legal concerns, but to inform you on what is going on right now with this nation's prison system. The topic is problematic executions. Since January, January, 18 executions were carried out in the U.S., marking the fewest in any pre-pandemic year since 1991. What's also is prevalent under our current prison system is a decline in the handling of, the, of death sentences. Believe it or not, about 35% of execution attempts were visibly problematic, meaning a failure to carry out these punishments were brought up. Bring about, it brought about a 50-year low rate in death sentences in the United States in 2022. I find the act of sending anyone to the death chair cruel. I believe a state 
in a prison, regardless of location, is hard enough to bear. It's cruel. The fact that 35% were problematic and why they why the handling of these punishments weren't fit is a discussion more for the families of the victims of these inmates. I'm sure these family members were hurt. At the same time, looking at things from the, the inmates' perspective, there can't be any better gratitude than life greater. With the exception of the pandemic, years of 2020 and 2021, for the past half century, the numbers have, of sentences for death will be the lowest. As of now, more and more jurisdictions are taking steps to move away from capital punishment. Nearly 37 states have either abolished the death penalty or not carried out an execution in over a decade. Still, a high number of problematic executions have led to the, to the, has led the report of 2022 as the year of boxed executions. That's it for this segment. Next up is employee engagement versus employee satisfaction. Let's get to it. It's clear the real tension between employers and employees. A recent resume builder found 74% of people go above and beyond at work and 26 admit that they do bare minimum, most feeling burned out. Companies are now becoming more concerned with, with issues and asking what they can do for more overall likability at work. More organizations are trying to solve burnout and so-called quiet quitting by measuring how satisfied their team members feel with work arrangements. Here's what organizations consider. Employee engagement should be a mutually beneficial exchange between the employee and employer. Employee satisfaction measures what employers should do for the employers without any expectations in, in return. This may be a topic at hand that, uh, that these organizations are trying to tackle. Though the work load needed for most places of employment to feel gratified usually winds down to the favor of the employer. In my opinion, and for most, understand that the nature of supply and demand. If these issues, I believe, were truly trying to be input, you wouldn't have the need for mass strikes around the country. <laughs> and unsatisfaction issues such as job salaries and job benefits. The side of this proposal is certain factors will certain factors sorry the side of this proposal is certain factors will always be remnant at the job work has to get done merchandise product and services have to be rendered and a lot of times the only way to do this is by by the employer getting the better half of the deal that's it for this segment next up is a multi-generational workplace Let's get to it. Said by a career and workplace expert, employers should be looking at the multi-generational workplace, not as a challenge, but as an opportunity. In a multi-generational world, in an economy where you're only focusing on the qualities of one generation, you're missing out on tremendous wisdom, intelligence, and ideas. 
This has been my opinion early on as a child also. Sad thing is, humanitarian studies doesn't get too much mention or validity in present times. I believe in and out of the workplace, if more people try to invest their coping mechanisms for a more diverse setting, we would be living in a fair, justifiable setting that meets the standards for all. Just think about the improvement that could be made by doing this. We would be opening our doors to a more internal style of looking at livelihood. Maybe there's a reason though why American workforce only focuses on the up and coming. In a more simple and easy to understand form of viewpoint, an assembly style fashion workforce may be, may, may be lessen, lessening the need for so much complexity. So in being said, you know what to look for and you know what you're looking at. According to an article I read, there are four ways we can bridge the gap generational wise. Technology, communication, styles, asserting oneself, and patience and loyalty. With technology, newer generations can be helping older generations cope more easily. Different generations can also be sharing communication styles. Assertiveness, a trait of Gen Z, is, a char is characterized by standing up to things that are more heavily needed. Gen Z can be learning from Gen X about waiting for an opportune chance. That's it for this segment. Next up is Congress Must Help Renters. Let's get to it. For only a few more weeks, Democrats will maintain control in Washington, where they should help where they should help is to use their negotiating powers to help American renters. A topic of concern that most highlighted for the American people. The most highlighted. Before the year ends, Congress has been addressed by our people to help renters seeking housing more fairly and standardizing. Housing and its connection to our makeup as a country stems from various stipulatory concerns that is bonded together by this nation. In the building of any country, housing is probably the first issue you have to address. And just how structural and reasonable that address is, is the most prime area in which the people view a country which they live in as fair and equitable. Currently, there is a national supply deficit that totals an estimated 3.8 million homes. In the past 20 years, in fact, we produced 5.5 million fewer homes than we did in the previous 20 years. Where this breakdown stipulates the current cost of inflation in this country and has accounted for 40% of inflation in the last year. With the rise from now, from how housing is produced, comes down to PABs, private activity bonds, a tool which renders these tax credits for multifamily rental housing development and preservation. Now that we have Biden as a president, it seems lower class citizens look to him 
to fill a dress room such as housing. He spoke proudly during his initial campaign that he would help in this area. I'm sure... I'm sure uh, we, we would we would like to see more families able to live more happily in homes and not shack for dormitory. Everything starts first in Congress. Let's hope they fill our needs. That's it for this segment. Next up is New York's legislature. Legislature is getting ready to be the highest paid in the country. Let's get to it. State lawmakers nationwide have one of the most difficult tasks, career-wise. They are constantly on the forefront to proper court to proper course to to put proper coursing into action. In order for the right forms of living we are adhered to, they are constantly on the forefront to put proper coursing into action in order for the right forms of, li- of living we are to adhere to. Without our state lawmakers, a key component, if not the most important to the structure of an, of an American state, this country would be in shambles. Without our state lawmakers, a key component, if not the most important to the structure of an American state, this country would be in shambles. Where I reside, New York, I am proud my state next year will mark the highest paid lawmakers in the country. We're not just looking at a few couple of dollars in raise. My state is looking at a $32,000 raise to aid and assistance needed to help function the ability of these makers. I sure feel that with a raise like that, I shouldn't be podcasting. Maybe I should be thinking at filling one of the, their positions in the future. Under this bill, newly introduced members of the Assembly and Senate will make $142,000 in starting next year. A $32,000 increase from $110,000. This bill would also limit outside income, but I'm sure they respect the progress. Hopefully, these raises won't only be boosted for financial reasons, but also to provide additional assistance for the people of New York State. And I'm sure these raises won't only be allocated to New York. An increase like $32,000 is almost certain other states in up and coming years will be introduced to similar raises to help their state lawmakers. Well, that's it for this segment. Next up is the new, the new 988 mental health hotline. Let's get to it. For many, many years, those in the need of mental health assistance were relying on the number 911 for emergency aid, ranging from a tremendous amount of calls a day to address the needs of citizens who are in desperate trouble. This number now is a big relief. Everyone knows the extension 911. It's embedded in us at a young age. In large cities, there can be a number called upon heavily that only addresses the needs of certain disputes or medical emergencies. As of July 16, 2022, 
the new national three-digit suicide and crisis lifeline number 988 came into effect, dismissing the long 1-800-273 talk number. I think this is great, not only for mental health for the mental health community, but for those seeking 911 as a refuge. Why? It stops. It stops the need for for mental health care to call to 911 for particular calls, making our streets safer by a call to action for more purposeful means. I'm sure anyone can move the necessity behind this new inaction. Mental health is a widely discussed topic in the days that we are in. The reason this will all this this will all be put into effect was due to the was due to the reason mental health calls by 911 callers were a lot of times not given proper concern from their responders due to the fact many other issues were took it up first. I guess psychiatric care sometimes can be shied away from for more severe ones. Many neighborhoods throughout America do not have proper access to treatment. This new, this new number 988 sets in addition to American assistance that was very much needed. Feel free in time of need to call 988 for mental health concerns. That's it for this segment. Next up is your inner voices. Let's get to it. What is commonly not discussed in psychology or the science behind your inner mold is the collective harmony it has once situated properly. If you were to be, if you were not to be so forceful all the time and listen to your inner self, you will see the grace and harmony permitted within. If you try sitting down and relish on your inner beauty, you will find your beauty, intellect, spiritual self, and emotional child all at once. Notice, all at once notice, make the person you carry yourself by on a daily day. For example, your intellect is constantly pushing your ambition and responsibility. Meanwhile, your emotional child wants to play, enjoy life, and be entertained. Your spiritual self maintains all three supervising them. Supervising them. This is as this is as the humble person I am. I find unique. The full showcase of your inner mold is not noticed until peak, peeking, in at it under a different light, or observing it more fondly. I couldn't help to notice this until I sat still for hours a day. Giving each four of place, giving each four a place in, a place in your life helps in connecting. I believe being humble is part of anyone's fulfillment of to praising a higher power. Not only will giving them a place in your life gain you an awareness that will make you a better person at the end of the day. In the article on this particular topic, a person mentioned how her intellect was the version of of her who wore a black suit on the dining room floor. Her emotional side is a 12-year-old with a broken smile and v-neck cloth shirt. Her body, she noticed, is 
in good shape and a spiritual self is framed with a backlight. That's it for this segment. Next up is just the world quality in America. Let's get to it. It is publicized throughout America the just the world quality this country has over nations. And that as a law-abiding citizen, you can benefit from this country through the many promises the Constitution has in store for you. How can this be so when 92% of low-income Americans don't harness the ability to represent themselves in the company of a lawyer while present in civil cases? On top of this cruel charting, 75% of civil cases, one or all, are both lawyerless. Dating back some 30 years, the cost of a lawyer while present under the courtroom has spiked some 41%. I never knew it since I read an article on this particular topic that the necessities for legal sanction when tampered by unjustness can gleam so far. 40, so far, 41%. It's sad salary in America is another issue which should let you know our core systems are biased. I'm sure we all had to represent ourselves in court as an adult before. Well, for most. The insecurity of not having a lawyer present while in the courtroom is highly dissatisfying. You almost feel as if your case, if not guilty, for your appearance in court can easily be tampered with. Upon entering the Supreme Court, justices and litigants read equal justice under law, a saying so biased to his claim, seeing just how our legal system is a personification of the elitist and upper class agenda to gain a high profit and leave normal citizens dangling like a puppet on the string. That's it for this segment. Next up is unemployment fraud. Unemployment fraud. Let's get to it. It is said New York lost at least $11 billion due to unemployment fraud during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a state audit. These frauds were taking place all over America. The Labor Department has said not not to be able to follow proper protocol depicting under improper payments in the masses towards correcting the issue of payments. My honest opinion, yes, these payments should have not been distributed too massively. The fact and devastating Corona has caused almost recommended a payment of such large derailment to be funneled into the hands of not only New Yorkers, but Americans as a whole to balance the effect the pandemic has caused. How else without proper, without such a improper regard to state guidelines, would people be given the chance to follow, follow with proper function to help finance the COVID-19 crisis? Who was truly to blame for Corona? I sure hell don't know. 
I believe Americans statewide should have received more money for the, for the devastating Corona calls. A million or so dead. The government owes U.S. the U.S. more than the relief packages they issue. We're looking at a pandemic that has strained every section of the economy. How could it not? With inflation first, going along with the loss of jobs, Corona. Corona has led this country into a far greater recession than that of 2009. So the fraud by our by our departments in the billions was a allocation that should have been given. But hell, fair is fair. That's the final segment of Hot Feed. I hope you I hope you gain much on public awareness. Tune in in the in the next two weeks for the next episode. Feel free to stop by my website if you feel high feet was beneficial and donate to the future cause of my book and podcast collections. Once again, my website is www.rootforcepublications.com. Thank you.